0: How do you know when you've veered away from the gospel? How can you tell when you're missing the grace of God? This is Thursday, September 21st. I remember years ago when Sandy and I lived outside of New York City. On occasion, I'd have meetings in the city or we would go into the city with friends. One of the features of the streets of Midtown was that there were sellers of all kinds of knockoff goods lining the sidewalks. You could buy a fake Gucci or Coach purse for a fraction of the cost of the real thing. There were Rolex watches for sale for 50 bucks or less, with a real Rolex logo, of course. Now, at the prices they were selling for, we knew they couldn't possibly be the real thing. Now, in Galatia, as we've been learning this week in our study there was a false gospel masquerading as the real thing. Many of the new believers had been enticed into walking away from a pure and simple faith in Jesus. Here's the way the Apostle Paul talks about this in his letter. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. That's Galatians 1, 6-7. Notice that what Paul calls the Galatian Christians is deserters. Now, I'm, not, I'm sure that is what it seemed like to him. These were people that had come to know Jesus and had since moved on to something else. Oh, sure, they likely still talked about Jesus and would even claim to be his followers. But in truth, they had wandered away. This is a factor today. People seem to want to have something else added to Jesus. To trust Jesus, but not to trust him exclusively. So there is faith in Jesus and my political party. Faith in Jesus and my own ambitions faith in Jesus, and my financial pro- portfolio, Jesus and, you get the idea. Or you may find people who are very excited when they first came to know Jesus, but soon they moved on, on to something more shiny, the latest new attraction in their lives, perhaps a new teacher, something, someone exciting with new ideas. Instead of remaining with the gospel and with Jesus, they wandered off. Yes, many people have a fusion of faith in their lives, not just Jesus. Tara Isabel Burton, an author, wrote an interesting book a few years ago entitled Strange Rites, New Religions for a Godless World. She explained how people today have not become less spiritual, but have gone through a buffet line of faiths and movements and chosen what they want and left off what they don't like. It's really like going to the Golden Corral, where you eat as much as you like, or as little as you want, and you take what suits you. So in the same way, for example, in one family, one child has his bar mitzvah, another goes through confirmation in the local Episcopal church, The mother pursues her meaning through the mystical aspects of yoga, and the father finds his sense of meaning in bodybuilding. There's not one faith, but a whole gamut of beliefs in just one family. Or there can be the same story for just one person. Burton noticed how the language surrounding fitness and food has become religious, mirroring the way people talk about the benefits of faith in God. This language is spread to other industries as well. And the result is a mosaic of beliefs based on what the person chooses. The complexity of it all makes what was happening in Galatia look like child's play. But the principle, I think, is the same. Paul says, once you add anything to the gospel, it's not the gospel at all. You see, today we feel we have to construct a reality for ourselves. A whole world, really. In that sense, we fancy ourselves creators of our own lives. We use a construction set filled with religious ideas and movements. Here's Tara Isabella Burton explaining how she grew up. Throughout my childhood, I kept an altar that was a fusion of Roman saints' icons and Wiccan candles I purchased on the internet. I was a little bit Catholic, a little bit Episcopalian, a little bit Jewish, a little bit pagan. Then in my late 20s, I discovered I was a Christian. Oh, wow! that's She quit the buffet she had. She learned that faith in Christ changed everything for her. Adding anything to Jesus meant that she would lose Jesus. And that's what Paul was trying to teach the Galatian Christians. If they add anything to the gospel, it is really no gospel at all. Of course, they were adding their own works. Bearing the sign of circumcision, they also added to the mix. And the result was the same. They lost the joy of the simplicity of knowing they were rescued by Jesus, of knowing the grace of forgiveness as a gift, the forgiveness they did not earn or merit in any way. Now reading Burton's book was a good experience for me, not just because it opened my eyes to the spiritual buffet table of today, but also because it helped me to focus even more acutely on Jesus and the life that we can only have in him. I think that temptation for us all is a form of syncretism, that is adding something more to what we have in Christ. It may be actually a good thing we add, like praying or even Bible reading. Those are good activities for us, but if we look at them as somehow giving us more, doing more for us before the face of God, then we've created another gospel again that is no gospel. It's not good news at all. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us all we need in Jesus. Help us to see when we're giving our hearts to anyone or anything else but you. Help us to enjoy the sufficiency of Jesus. For in his name we pray, amen.